come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. And welcome inside the Caravan Library of Lore. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. What are we making tonight? Tea and what? Tea and biscuits. <laughs> Tea and crumpets. Crumpets. Scrumptious crumpets. It's a scary night tonight. Mm-hmm. It's very dark and scary and smoky skies from the wildfires. Everything is orange, spooky. I wish it was raining. I am definitely looking forward to the uh, fall and winter darkness. To the monsoon season. <laughs> yes, exactly. All the circus performers were killed in a train wreck. How was that for a spooky kickoff to everything? I am not a big circus fan either. Although, so it's funny because I really don't like clowns and I'm not huge into circus. But yet, the caravan kind of has that creepy circus vibe sometimes. And it's one that I try to pull into the feel of the caravan. Mm. <laughs> From something wicked, this way comes the creepy carnival. That's right. I would well, love for something like that to come to town. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Somebody, like, if anybody's listening and you can put on a carnival like that, do it. Tra travel around. Carnival. Mm hmm. A spooky gypsy carnival. I'm telling you, you will get people to come in. People will want to check it out. And I will definitely be there. Well, I think the fall of the circus just had a lot to do with, you're right, the creepy clowns and the abuse of animals that mm -hmm. really didn't have a whole lot of freedom. And it was to their demise as far as the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus, well, you know, closing its doors after so many years just because people just are not entertained by seeing animals in that type of an environment and to be... Abused, no. and of course, this isn't a protest show by any means, but I think that's what really led to their demise. But if you were to bring a gypsy caravan carnival to town, yeah, with with people and objects and mysticism and mm -hmm. creepy things found from all corners of the globe, right? Yes, yeah, no, imagine in. like you know, take um, let's see. You know, if, if you had one uh, tent that had all about werewolves, somebody that could actually make a replica dog man, and then you've got Linda who can do a whole presentation on it, you know? And then you've got the Newkirks, and there are peculiar items that they'd have in, like, another tent. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all uh -huh, of us right. could, could make quite the uh, carnival. Uh -huh. Imagine. Right. This is true. This is true. And we could even have some government, you know, MIB officials there with secret 
That's you right. Know, parts of UFOs hidden under blankets and sheets. And That's right. Can reveal a little bit to the audience and mm-hmm. have another alien autopsy. And Hey, and yes. Then, and then <laughs> in the next room, you could, you know, have a seance and call the ghosts Ooh. and spirits. And yeah, see, Ouija board. you're all intrigued. That's right. Yeah, no, seriously, how many of you would go? I, I bet a lot of you. I bet most of you. Well, see, Jen, there you go. You're giving away the idea that you could actually do yourself. So I say <laughs> you organize the Creepy Caravan Carnival, and, and we will travel from small town to small town, and we will set up in the woods. Oh, yes. Or in an the open dark field. Woods. Where you have to take a long walk mm-hmm. to get there. No cars allowed. Oh, yep. You gotta, yep. gotta take a long walk to get there. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. And the emission charge would be affordable. It would just be your souls. <laughs> Goodness. Everybody has one. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, we, it's we pretty would, good. We would charge a dollar. Yeah. No, that would be. Uh, it would be fun to see something like that. Little uh, did they know on the back side of the little ticket, it would say, Admit one, uh, upon paying this, you have agreed to sell your soul. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In teeny fine print, you have to use a magnifying glass. But <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, just just like a car contract. Yep, right? that's right. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you have sold your soul to the creepy the caravan. caravan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and what do we do with them all? Just keep them in jars and. Um, I don't know. We disperse them to the best uh, exhibits that they fit with. <laughs> or Solomon Etsy. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, you know, and speaking of the creepy caravan, our uh, wonderful patrons are a part of a closed group on Facebook called the Creepy Caravan. And you yourself can become a member if you go over to our patron and check out the different tiers. Um, it makes it so you can participate. I mean, gosh, there's so many different things. It's hard to list it all of the different things we're coming up with for members to participate in. But the one that I'm kind of excited for tonight is um, we're all hanging out and we're kind of doing this, you know, pre-show hangout. And... I love creepy writing prompts. I'm always looking them up on Pinterest and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, we should do that. We should do it on air. Because it was something that I that we used to do. Like, we'd post a story. Like, maybe it was, what, a sentence or two? And then everybody... Right, a couple sentences, right. Yeah, and then in the comments below, people would just continue to create the story by a sentence or two. And right. so I thought, man... We should try to do that each other on air and see what we come up with. And then um, you get the great idea of um, kind of like an ad lib thing where, you know, put in a person's name, a location, an era, uh, you know. So we asked our members to, to do that and they did. And so combining their answers with some writing prompts, I think we've, we've got some um, <laughs> interesting stories that we can come up with tonight. Here we go. Here we go. I I'm all game. I'm ready for some Oh yeah. Scary scary dark night, smoky skies, change of weather. 
type of spooky, but they're not ad-libs. <laughs> stories are based on actual events. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you want me to ask you one first or you me? Shh. Um, well, Ooh. how about, how about this? Okay. I will ask you one first. Okay. Does that work for you? Yes, it does. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Frightening events in a small town leads its citizens to dig up a grave of a deceased inhabitant. The deceased is that of Ariana. And it was Wilbur who was tasked to dig her up. Once the coffin had been revealed, he could go no further. So he left and went home. Through the dark forest to a small farmhouse. That's when, upon opening the door, he saw the muddy footprints of an unknown visitor. Taking up the long sword of calling he had hung up on the wall, he proceeded to the kitchen. And that's when he saw it. A werewolf holding a potato peeler, <laughs> smearing mud along his walls. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> there is nothing more terrifying than a werewolf with a potato peeler. I'm sorry. I'm too scared and I we I can't do this show anymore. Right? It's, it's got to stop. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's been real. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god okay <laughs> all right i gotta ask you one. Oh, okay okay get ready uh-huh he locked the doors and shuttered the windows but it came in through the roof this took place on the falkland islands as a winged creature did climb in through the window the only thing that I could possibly do was try to hide under the bed. Of course, this took place in my past life in the 1920s. I found that there was an axe underneath the bed. And I swung it out from under the bed, furiously trying to slash at the feet of the bat that grew larger and larger and larger. But luckily for me, Lady Lou walked into the room at the Pentworth Castle and she had a bazooka. <laughs> Upon firing the bazooka, she hit dead center in the chest of the giant flying beast and blew it to smithereens, just like in World War One. <laughs> That's so good. These are terrifying <laughs> stories. Yes, yes, true, mind you. <laughs> Based on actual events. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, okay, you good for another one? <clears throat> oh, man, I don't know if I can. <laughs> sure you can. Oh, goodness. Um, I'll try. Every exhibit in this carnival sideshow is fake, except for this one thing. Are you doing it or am I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me. 
I'll I'll read it again. Let me, wait. Let me think. Let me think. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Everything. Every exhibit in this <laughs> okay. carnival sideshow is fake except this one thing. It was the head of a young girl, Eleanor. She was born in the 1960s, but had been <laughs> beheaded by a pair of scissors when she was trying to mop up muddy footprints and fell. <laughs> Somehow her... <laughs> Somehow... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Somehow her head survived. And she would talk to the patrons as they'd walk by. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so that's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh boy. Well, that was fun. Yes. Indeed. See, see, one of our uh, creepy caravan <laughs> members actually put in the word. Smear. <laughs> like, why? Just smear. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. No, it was. Uh, uh, real quick. All right, it's my turn. Yes. Let me let me pick one for you. Uh huh. <clears throat> the cure for a new deadly epidemic is almost scarier than the disease. It happens to be bazooka bubblegum. Oh. First, first created in the Battle of Wentworth Abbey. It was developed in a secret lab while trying to reanimate the dead. But it was discovered that not only did Bazooka Bubblegum hold secret comics of inspiration, but it also held the secret ingredient to bring the dead back to life. I like it. Bazooka Bubblegum, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just bazooka, so it's bazooka bubblegum. I don't care. Does the, do they still sell that stuff? Huh? They should. Oh, yeah. yeah. They still sell bazooka bubblegum. The, the bubblegum of the caravan, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it is. The official bubblegum of the caravan is bazooka bubblegum. Okay. <laughs> well, that was good stuff. You ready? Me? Again? Yep. Oh, yeah. This oh, is God. our episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Ready? Here we go. Oh, God. Okay. Tourists, tourists on a ghost tour, along with their guide, fall into the hands of an evil presence. It was Hortense. A madman. <laughs> <laughs> A mad woman from Penworth Castle, the wife of Vincent. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> she held the the salt stone of fire, and and would would hurdle it at anybody that wouldn't mop up their muddy footprints from their castle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the name Vincent Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't 
say Hortense and without losing it. How is that it? spelled? S C H I T T. Vincent shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Okay. okay. Throw one at me. Okay. Let me see here. Let me see here. Ah, yeah. There we go. Okay. We've got um. <laughs> okay. When putting together a slideshow for a wedding or funeral, someone notices that for decades, the same man, dressed in the same fashion, has been appearing in the background of photographs taken in public places. That man was closely identified to being Baron Montbaron, second lord of Pentworth Castle, but he always left a smear in every image. Apparently, it was done by a potato peeler <laughs> in the 1920s after being stalked by a werewolf. The question is, was he done in no. by the potato peeler? It's the same werewolf with the same potato peeler. <laughs> Apparently, he just keeps showing up in all these stories. Because <laughs> oh, these man. stories are based on actual events. Yes, there you go. And we need more We need more uh, lore folks over in the creepy caravan. Because, uh, you know, the more people, the more answers and, and stuff they can put in. And the more uh, people we can draw from for crazy stories oh, hey. like this. Okay. Oh, I'm not good at you this. You can throw another one at me if you'd like. That's yeah, I'll fine. throw, I'll I'll throw, throw one, one another you. one at you. There, okay, there good, because there you go. Um, It always happens when he's alone in the car. He happens to find himself in the rules of middle America in the 1960s. Is this an abduction case? Or is it just simply a case of muddy footprints <laughs> taking him... To a location he's never been to before. Mm. I don't know. I'm <laughs> lost for that. <laughs> I, I'm scrolling the list as fast as I can, and then I see Dark Forest. I'm right. Like, I could have used Dark Forest. I would have been okay. <laughs> this is why I write down notes. <laughs> oh, forget the notes. It's more fun to do it this way. All right, mm. throw me another one. Um. Okay. Members of a family or people in a town begin sleepwalking and doing strange things in their sleep. Like mopping up muddy footprints or taking scissors and cutting down trees in the dark forest. Not an axe, but scissors. <laughs> the family was known as the Wilbur Hortens family. Ooh. They were born in the 1920s and lived on up through the 1960s. The Wilbur family, or as we like to call them, the Bazooka Wilbur Hortens family of the Potato Peeler clan. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yes. Uh, and, and Had three again, daughters. They, Eloise, they were, they were, Ariana, they, and they, Eleanor. Yeah, exactly. Who were, who were constantly stalked by, by a werewolf with a potato peeler. That's right. And there we have it. I think that that's as many stories as we can uh, <laughs> come up with with our our pool of answers. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff. That was fun. Uh, 
it was only about three minutes of storytelling. I'm excited, just like, you know, thoughts coming for upcoming caravan shows and plans for members and stuff like that. I do plan on going back to um, McMinimins and um, maybe going live from there, reading some of the stories from the ghost log there, seeing if there's, you know, any new stories, what the most recent encounter was. Maybe I can go down in the bathroom where most of the stuff takes place and just kind of sit there and see if, if anything happens, take some pictures, maybe even just be live in there <laughs> and, uh, you know, see what happens with that. And then um, I'm really wanting to get over to the Battery Wrestle as well, which is, um, is there have been people report seeing ghosts or men in period uniforms. So, and I always had a really dark feeling, so I kind of don't want to go alone. I mean, so if I can find somebody to go with that's over here in the Portland area, that would be fantastic. Um, because the period was what? Civil War or Revolutionary? Well, it wouldn't be Revolutionary, but it would have been, what, Civil War? No, let me... Okay, so an article says... So it's in Astoria, Oregon. It says, A tad before midnight on June 21st, 1942, the quiet of the North Oregon coast was torn apart by the thunderous... That... <laughs> by the thunderous sound of shells being fired onto the beach. A few miles south of the former British outpost of Astoria and a little more than ten miles north of the resort town of Seaside. Something in the dark started shooting at Battery Russell, a concrete battlement that had been recently revived to help guard the northwest coast after the United States entry into World War II. And that was found off of a website called beachconnection.net, and everybody can read more there. There's also a lot of pictures, but I've talked to a lot of people that have been there. You can go camping over there, too. And... To my surprise, I wasn't the only one that had felt this really sinister male presence there. Specifically, mm-hmm. like in the buildings, there's a lot of old. There's a lot of old rooms in there, that. You know, some of them are still closed off. Some of them you can go into. Not all of them have doors, and it's in there in the dark that it feels really spooky and creepy and I just you know I have I've had friends that they were saying oh yeah we were wanting to play hide and seek in there but it just they just didn't get a good vibe from it so they didn't do it some other sites that I wanted to check out were different pioneer type um, cemeteries that uh, you know have different stories connected with them and McMinimins, it's it is a chain. So they do have like a pub and some other hotels, and they are known for purchasing haunted locations. Um, at least that's my understanding. So I want to check out more of those. Um, so that is kind of some of my upcoming plans myself for this fall and winter is to really take people on location. I have had a couple more experiences that I can 
add to the website, which really it seems to be something that I tend to do more in the fall and winter when things have calmed down and there's a quiet and that's just kind of when I'm really inspired to write and I'm a lot more willing to, to share my experiences then. So I, I do plan on doing that. Um, you know, the whole McMinimins thing, that is really interesting. And I know you've been there once before. And uh, I found it kind of fascinating with, you know, some of the pictures that you had sent back regarding all the cool painted pipes and the mystique in which they created around the place. So I am looking forward to you going back there and especially reading some of the stuff out of the ghost log. Uh, that's pretty cool. And see if there's been any recent activity, but... That, uh, that'll be in a up and coming episode, but anyway, folks, yes, go ahead. What were you going to say? Cause I heard you, I, I heard you. I, what? I was going to say that, um, yes, it'll be in an upcoming episode, but I think that I will try to go live for our members to sign up for our patrons. Maybe, maybe yeah, read okay. some live for them. Okay. We'll give it a try. We'll see. All right. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for stopping by and listening to another episode of the Caravan Library of Lore. And as always, we will meet again in our next episode. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Watch your step. Let's move on days. It lay there cold underneath your last breath. Hold your tongue, still I've gone. The beast that follows is close, but we'll move on. Snake eyes, always on my tail. Snake eyes, always up ahead. Oh, snake eyes. Snake
catch a spark.